Radio Zoom, episode 91. Information about artists played on this episode can be found in the show notes at RadioZoom.net. From Vancouver, British Columbia, this is the Radio Zoom Podcast. Rolling out to you once again from beautiful, warm, sunny Vancouver. It's supposed to change in the next few days. It's supposed to get a little bit of rain. Another episode of Radio Zoom for you on this May 5th, 2006. Happy Cinco de Mayo to you. I wish I really could have planned something a little more festive, but I really wasn't thinking that far ahead. But I did a little looking around, and I thought you, you should know that today is not about Mexican Independence Day. That's September 16th. Cinco de Mayo commemorates the victory of Mexican forces led by General Ignacio Zaragoza over the French expeditionary forces in the Battle of Puebla on May 5th, 1862. Basically, the story is that Mexico owed France some money. France thought that they could invade Mexico with 6,500 troops, but they were crushed by uh, Zaragoza's less-equipped 4,500-strong militia. And actually, of course, the Mexican uh, militia defeated the French, but the French emperor, when he heard about the defeat, sent another army of 60,000 French soldiers and took over Mexico City in 1864, only to have Mexican rebels, with the aid from the U.S., bring down their French rulers in 1867. So think about that when you are enjoying your Cinco de Mayo festivities. RadioZoom at gmail.com is the email address, and you're going to want to check out the show notes for today at RadioZoom.net. I went mobile yesterday into Kits, Falls Creek, Yale Town, Downtown. I had some things to take care of yesterday, and I brought the May Disc and a couple of mics along with me, and I don't want to spend too much time setting up the pieces up uh, because, you know, they pretty much speak for themselves. So, and unlike previous episodes... Like this one, I will be uh, splicing in some music in between the the segments. So, without further ado, here we go. Hello, everyone. We're off on another mobile adventure. And this today is very much an adventure. Supposed to run some errands and meet to have a little bit of an appointment over in kits today, and when I got there, the people I'm supposed to meet were out on lunch, so now I'm out wandering around, I got my recording gear, and wandered away toward, back towards False Creek, and found this really awesome park, and as you can hear, it's got some really wonderful little stream with a nice little waterfall, got a crow around here somewhere, I've seen him bouncing around. There's this little outcropping, so I'm looking out over at Yale Town. And everybody's out walking their dogs and doing all sorts of fun sunny day, nice warm day things. So I'm looking out over from this outcropping. And a woman walking two of her dogs, and the dogs are playing around in the uh, in the water down below tossing the the balls or a few different balls into the uh, distance and letting them run after them just an amazing amazing area right here so give you a little more insight I'm supposed to be over here dealing with some of the immigration stuff and Dropping off some documents, picking up some documents, 
it's quite the process, and eventually maybe someday I'll explain it some more, but until I get all the way through it, I won't go into too much detail about it. But I've got to go up there in a little bit, pick up my uh, document that allows me to be in this, the nation of Canada a little while longer. And drop off some more paperwork that allows me to complete the process eventually in the end. So I think what we'll do is we'll wander down into this area back here a little bit. Not too much. I don't want to look too much like a weirdo. But if you, if I walk about 20 feet back this way, you can hear the sounds of the street. It's just on the other side over here. It's actually along the pathway that we used for, or that we ran on the Sun Run. So. More of this adventure as it goes on. I don't know how or where it will end, but we'll keep going and uh, I'll go back and see if our legal people are back from uh, lunch yet. See if I can get what I or sent out to do accomplished. I saddled up my pony right and rode into the ghostly
to go over there, pick up some legal documents to keep myself oh, of course legal in this country and I get over there and uh, <clears throat> the people that I'm supposed to meet with are they are out to lunch and the people that know people that know what was going on or the second person in command, I guess, if they knows what's going on. She was out to lunch, and the guy was clueless, so I had to go wander around, which, obviously, the first portion recorded in mono. This portion was recorded in stereo, because I decided to go with the, uh, the, uh, the clip mic, the stereo lapel mic, because uh, the other one has better impedance. This one, not so great, but at least I can walk and talk on a cell phone, kind of and it'll pick me up and record. But, uh, yeah, no one really knew what was going on, so I had to go kill an hour. Got myself an ice cappuccino from Tim Hortons. They're ice caps. I got a raspberry one this time. Last week, or last time I went to, uh, Tim Hortons and picked up a ri- an ice cap, I got the, uh, 
Butter caramel. Oh, that was good. That was really good stuff. But, um, killed some time there. Of course, went down to the park. I just kind of wandered around and wandered myself into the park down there on False Creek. And, uh, that was really pretty spot and I'll have to try and find my way back there sometime with, uh, with Rebecca and took some pictures and I'll post those on my Flickr site. Anyhow, now we're heading oh, through kind of uh, a very nice area. Lots of really nice homes. And it's a gorgeous, gorgeous day. It's probably about now, I'm going to say 18C, maybe about 60 degrees Fahrenheit, and uh, a little sun out, so very nice. Uh, I'm not paying attention to where I'm going. And uh, I almost got nailed by a car. Walking and talking on your cell phone, which I'm not even actually talking on my cell phone, but it just goes to show that there are some risks involved. So we're walking down this area, and there's really, really nice places. There's also these, like these bugs that. Like little worms, they stem down from the tree, and like almost like spiders, but they're worms or maggots of some sort. And keep getting them all over me. It's not very good. At least when it gets in your mouth. Ugh. I feel like I should know what they're called, but I don't. Anyway, I'm making my way up towards the towards Canby Street across the Cambridge Street Bridge, head downtown, and uh, still got about an hour before uh, Rebecca gets off work, so it's going to take me about 20 minutes to cross over the bridge here, and then I'll be into Yale Town, so I'll have to give her a call to see what she wants to do. Today was supposed to be a little bit more of an adventure, but the fact that I had to kill almost an hour and a half really kind of put a crimp into my plans of having no plan for today, so I'll have to see what she's up to. Dear Ma'am and Sir, to whom it may concern, no, oh, I know, dear Mr. and Mrs. Troublemaker, I want to marry your son.
Mr. and Mrs. Troublemaker. Dear Mr. and Mrs. Dear Mr. and Mrs. Dear Mr. and Mrs. Troublemaker. Dear Mr. and Mrs. Dear Mr. and Mrs. Dear Mr. and Mrs. Troublemaker. Dear Mr. and Mrs. Dear, Mr. and Mrs. Dear, Mr. and Mrs. Troublemaker. side of the Cami Bridge. This would be uh, on the other side from downtown Vancouver, across from Yaletown in the Falls Creek area. And uh, basically, there's not a lot other than you can tell that they're big, digging a big hole. And uh, just kind of excavating the earth. There, there looks like there's some structure down in the, in the earth there, but... Uh, too much to really see, or I thought about going around taking a picture, but you know, probably wouldn't look like very much. But here I am as I'm walking across the Canby Bridge. Look off to the right here. I'm on the right side of the bridge heading towards downtown. And uh, I'm looking over into Falls Creek, into the area that's actually going to become the Olympic Village in 2010. Across the water see the bubble, otherwise known as BC Place, with uh, GM Place, where the Vancouver Canucks play in the background. And the mountains somewhat are not overly visible today. A little bit smoggy. Like I said, the wind's been a little calm. But, uh, looks, you know, still looks relatively pretty. Also, directly to the right side of this of this bridge here, as I'm walking, you can see the parking lot for the uh, Vancouver Police Department, at least this uh, division of the police department. Uh, I don't know if it's an impound, but obviously these would be some of the people that work for the police department where they park. Also, you can see some squad cars down here. Another thing that they do, the rate of stolen vehicles in and around the greater Vancouver area. Stolen vehicles, there are a lot of them. I, I don't have any numbers or rates off the top of my head, but it definitely does happen. And uh, it's not uncommon to see a lot of cars parked off to the side of the street with a, with a club across the steering wheel. But like I said, I don't don't know any of the numbers off the top of my head. I really couldn't tell you. All I know is that the rate is incredibly high. But uh, one of the things that they do is 
they have what they call bait cars. And these bait cars are just what it sounds like. They put these cars out into, you know, into the general public, parked on the side of the street somewhere, some street, some neighborhood. And uh, it sits there until somebody, a sucker, comes along and goes ahead uh, and tries to steal it, gets in the car, starts driving away, but it's got a built-in, like, you know, GPS tracking system, a camera in it, and uh, as far as I know, when you, ha- when, when you do steal it, there's something in there, like, they alert you, like, you know, you are in a stolen vehicle, you are being tracked, I think that's how it goes. I don't know, someone, someone from the area might be able to check in and, and uh, explain the whole process a little bit better, but it's probably not nothing new, but it's a new system or program that uh, I never knew about until, or I'd really ever heard of until moving up here. So across the Camping Bridge. I'll spare you from the rest of the sounds of the traffic going by. It's warm, it's hot, it's sunny. And uh, when I get over to the downtown area, I'll uh, start up again. I think we'll let this ride for now and come back in a little bit. Music ain't loud enough. Whoa. 
Lions play football in the Canadian Football League. Still kind of unclear as to all of the rules of Canadian football, but what I do know is that the field is a little bit bigger and the goalposts are actually in the end zones. And that's really about it. The scoring's a little different. And other than that, you know what? I really couldn't tell you. 
but this is also where the Grey Cup was played for. I hope I got that right. The Grey Cup is like the Super Bowl of the Canadian Football League. And uh, it was here in Vancouver uh, last fall. And uh, the Lions uh, just missed it. Just missed getting into it. Playing for the championship. <laughs> there is a little bar down here. Doghouse. And it says Summer and Hack Quinn coming soon. That's priceless. I'm going to take a shot of this. Of course, Pat Quinn being the potential replacement coach for Mark Crawford. Start making my way downtown here so that way I can meet up with Rebecca after work. And uh, coming up to uh, the main library. Vancouver Public Library and also to the CBC studios here in Vancouver, which is going to go underneath a major renovation prior to the 2010 Olympics. Everything's going to get all spiffed up and shiny all over town for when the Olympics roll into town. And uh, they're going to make their, from what I understand, they're going to make their studios a little more, oh, kind of Today Show-esque. You know how they... The Today Show had the uh, the studios that you could see out into the to the street and stuff, and then of course everyone falls suit. ABC created studios that overlook Times Square and so on and so forth. Well, CBC is going to do the same with their studios, and uh, they'll look out into Georgia, which is not completely. Probably, you know, comparable to having a view of Times Square or Rockefeller Center, but, you know, it'll still look pretty. And maybe somewhere within the walls of this building that I'm walking next to works Todd Maffin. And coming up this weekend, uh, actually, I'll, if I get really good and I edit this together and polish it for tomorrow, uh, this weekend, Rebecca won us free tickets, essentially, to go see David Suzuki. He's got a new book coming out, and uh, David Suzuki's a very prominent, uh, what do you want to say, environmentalist in this area. Uh, there's many facets to David Suzuki, environmental issues being one of his key interests, but, uh, yeah, we get to go hang out. She had to write, like, a little 250-word essay saying why we should go, and apparently we were selected, so we're going in, and it's going to be on CBC Radio 1, and it's also going to be recorded for television broadcast, so I'll do my best to find the links to that, but that'll be pretty cool. There's nothing more British Columbian than, uh, having the opportunity to hang out with David Suzuki. I wanted to say David Sedaris, but that's, yeah, that's more uh, public radio. 
or uh, National Public Radio in the States. But anyway, I'd like to hang out with David Sedaris. But David Suzuki sounds like a pretty cool guy too. So we'll do that this weekend. I probably should wrap up this recording here in a little bit, but I'm actually walking in front on Georgia Street, walking in front of uh, the CBC building. The way things work here is that they have to post these signs with the development plans of anything they want to do, pretty much anything, any place here. Structural. And yeah, CBC Radio Canada building floor area approximately 258,000. 19 square feet total, approximately 473 parking spaces with residential areas in there as well. There's going to be a tower in there. 23-story residential tower and a 32-story residential tower. Multiple towers. So you can live above CBC Studios? I think I got that right. Probably going to cost you an arm and a leg, but you can do it. Right now, all I want to do is get my ability to permanently reside here in British Columbia and get that darn piece of paper that says I can get a job. Other than that, this is what I'm doing full-time. Hello? I'm just meandering Georgia and Hamilton Street.
Yeah. 